When we consider what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, take no thought for your life, it can sound impossible to us. How in the world can we do that? We can do it through prayer. Every time you're concerned about something, turn to God in prayer. If you diligently, if we diligently do that, it is entirely possible to learn to take no thought for our life. Thoughts will come to us to frighten us. What will happen if such and such really takes place? How can I handle this? The main thing to do is turn to God and ask Him for help. I believe there are many young people listening to this podcast. And for you, often credit is a way of life. You just can't even imagine not being in debt. I'm 82 years old and grew up in a period of time when debt was not a way of life. And yet, before I was born again, I did have some debt. The first thing God told me to do was get out of debt and stay out of debt. And I diligently pursued how to get out of debt through prayer. I would ask God what to do. How can I get out of debt? How can I do this? I want to do it, but how can I do it? The key is prayer. And then following what you believe the Holy Spirit shows you to do. One of the great problems today is a way of life that the world lives by. They don't have the money to pay for the item, so they charge the money and run their credit cards up as high as they possibly can. Well, haven't we seen by coronavirus how dangerous this way of life is? I know that many people today are existing on unemployment benefits. Those jobs may not even come back. There has to be enormous fear in your life if you are in debt and have lost your job. We do not want to be in the position of depending on men. We don't want to put ourselves in the position of depending on a government of man. We need to be able to depend on God. I, I'm very concerned about the debt situation in the churches. I'm very concerned about you if you are in debt. How is it possible to take no thought for your life if you are in debt? It's awfully hard. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, No man can serve two masters. 
For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Jesus says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? Can you get one inch taller by taking thought for it? Not really. And why do you take thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness is God, what do you want me to do about this? How do you want me to handle this? And then hearing from the Holy Spirit who brings ideas to your mind and following those ideas which you believe to be from God. And Jesus says, all these things shall be added to you when you go that way. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I think if you were in debt, living the way of this world, which is get everything you can possibly manage to charge and enjoy it now. If you live that way, when the world goes down, I'm afraid you will go down with it. Instead, we need to diligently do Philippians 4, 6. Taking every concern to God, asking him for wisdom, asking him what to do in this situation. If you diligently want to be free from debt and you turn to God in prayer, asking him how you can do this. And you take each step brought to your mind by the Holy Spirit and actually do it and continue daily praying about this.
I believe God will lead you. Only by his spirit can you know exactly what to do. He's the one who knows the future. You can sit and think all day about a plan and have it fail because you don't know the future. God does. I know I would find it very hard to live in peace if I owed anyone anything. I just don't see how you can serve God and be in debt and service that debt. I don't see how it's possible because you're going to be constantly thinking about money if you are in debt. So if you are in debt and you really want to get out of debt, God is the way. It may seem impossible to you, but God is able to lead you to do certain things to cause you, step by step, to get free from debt. If you are not in debt, you will still have fearful thoughts come to your mind. Each of those must be taken to God in prayer because this is the only way we can live in peace on this earth, and that is by taking every fearful thought to God in prayer and allowing him to settle us. We must do Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, be careful for nothing doesn't mean to lie and say, Oh, I'm not concerned about that. God will take care of that. While you are concerned about it. No, he doesn't say, he doesn't say to do it that way. Paul says, in everything, pray over it. Take all of those fears one by one and pray. Asking God to help you. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. We have a serious situation right now, this coronavirus. We've never seen anything like this before. We really do not know what is going to happen. But God does. And he is able to lead each one of us in doing those things that we need to be doing right now to get ready for whatever is to come in the future. God is the only one who knows that which is coming in the future. Humans can speculate on it, but God knows exactly what is coming to, into each one of our lives. That is why it is so very important to pray and also to be able to recognize the wisdom that is from above. James 3.17 tells you the wisdom that is from above. It's pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. 
if some idea comes to you that's terribly complex, I would question whether or not that idea is from God. Ideas can come from devils. They can come from your own fleshly wisdom. What you want is the wisdom from God because you have a sure thing if you can get the wisdom from God. We are promised in James 1.5 that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. When you can pray in faith, asking God for wisdom, it will be given to you. You will recognize that wisdom by James 3.17. Pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. James 3.17 But each one of us, each one of us, need to remember to pray. Today I was having a little restlessness and a little bit like I don't really know what to do today. And then I remembered to pray. I prayed a prayer that I often prayed when I was at a rehabilitation hospital a year and a half ago. I was just lying there helpless for two and a half months after an accident and surgery. And it was, how can I possibly get through this day? I didn't see how I could do it. I was alone in a hospital in Texas. I did not see how I could get through the day. But then I learned, just pray and ask God to fill my day. And when I began doing that, everything changed. Before I would know it, the day was over and I hadn't even thought about it. God is able to do things for us that we can't even imagine possible. As a little child, we just simply pray, please help me. Please fill my day. I prayed that today when I realized I was restless. And all of a sudden, it was just one thing that I saw to do. And when I did that one thing, there was something else. And then I did that one thing, and there was something else. And the day began to fly by. One step at a time, one step at a time, it is enough. That's what God said to me years ago in prophecy. Just do that one step that you see to do, but start with prayer. Always start with prayer. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, take it to God. Lay it out before God, that problem, that concern. Let your requests be made known unto God. What do you want God to do for you? And then in verse 7 of Philippians chapter 4, it says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds by Christ Jesus. It all starts with prayer for each one of us. 
We have the same answer, whether you're in debt, whether you're not in debt, whether you're old, whether you're young. We all have the same answer. Remember to pray about the situation. Pour out your heart before God as you would before your best friend. Now here's the difference. Your best friend might want to help you, but he might not be able to help you. Whereas, God wants to help you and is able to help you and knows the future. Therefore, you have a sure thing when you remember to turn to God and when you understand how to recognize the thoughts that God brings to your mind. Once again, that's in James 3, 17. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.